Hello. Hi. Greetings. You get this look. Welcome. Oh, yeah, that's like my signal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know when to start. Got it. Yeah. I got you. With your hello of whatever variant variety. Hello. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not that. So, how was your week? Honestly, I don't even remember. Like, I was thinking about it. It went by so fast. It really did. Yeah, it went by so fast. We had a lot of luncheons, a lot of, like, holiday, Christmas work things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's, yeah. It. Did a, did right. some work stuff. I didn't have any college to do. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after everybody left, it was really lonely in my house. It was I'm so sure quiet. It was. I was like excited that it was quiet, but at the same time, like really sad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> can't miss the little fuckers. <laughs> that's all right. They'll be back. So They'll then, that back. how was your week? Um, the same. It went by really fast, and I took Friday off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was short. Yeah. Quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At some point this week, I was like, okay, Christmas is over. Let's start taking everything down. <laughs> like, Hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> not even happened yet. So that's where my life is right now. I don't even know what holiday it is. So well, um, I think I'm just ready for Christmas to be over. I'm not sure why. We still have a week. I don't know. Yeah. I think I am ready for Christmas to be over. I don't know why. Probably because it's not really a, a cold year. Like, it's had cold moments, but it's not, I don't know. To me, it hasn't been really that cold. Like Christmas cold. Yeah. It's a warm year this year. Which means February will probably be all snow here, so. Mm, that'll be fun. Yeah, yes, fun. Quotation Does it ice a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, that'll be even more fun. The yeah. ice is what cracks me up because I am the one... That as soon as I take a step, I'm busting my ass and rolling 12 feet in the opposite direction that I need to go. So I'm I'm allowed to laugh at everybody else because I'm going to be right there beside you, you know, doing that three-day fall. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch that video on – well, I saw it on Instagram, but I think it's a TikTok of the guy that, like, slips on the ice. And he's, like, running. Yeah. Running, running, running. And he starts running and then just finally he falls. Yep. Yeah, that's so good. That was a good one. Yeah. But that's me. I mean, that's totally me. No, not my sister. My sister is the one that'll slip and somehow manage to break something. Like, she will break something inevitably. Oh. End up in the ER. Yeah. Every year, it ices. Maybe she just needs to not go outside. Yeah, You know, we have asked, like, could you just stay inside? And there's always some reason she had to go out, but yes. I mean, that's why we have like DoorDash and, you know, <laughs> for other people that don't <laughs> that deliver, you know, even Walmart will mm-hmm. deliver to your house. I'm just saying, unless you live where we live and for whatever reason, we're in like this geographical anomaly where neither one of the counties will deliver to our apartment building. Wow. That really sucks. Yep. <laughs> We're kind of on the outskirts. We can get some deliveries, but not all deliveries. Yeah. Which is so weird because, like, there's the one pizza place, 
Like, we can get them to deliver through a third-party app, but to call their store and ask them to deliver, they won't do it. And they're closer to us than, like, Walmart, but Walmart will deliver to our house. So I'm just like, I don't know how that works. Like, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's weird. The, it's the, the little, their little maps are weird. I don't know how it works, but. It is so, what it is. Like, the fact that you can get it through a third party makes yeah. zero fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. have you guys looked at the logistics behind that? Yeah. No. Well, they just don't get our business. Unless I you mean, go I through the third pay- party. <laughs> yeah. Unless we go through, like, it's, you know, 8 o'clock at night. And we're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Well, we might as well just get DoorDash. Pay the extra $5 or whatever it is to have somebody deliver it to us. But, you know, it is what it is. So how was that? All on one line. Okay. I thought that they were going to divide it for us. That's why we used it. Yeah, I thought so too. Like when you read it, it says separate files. So I was like, okay, easy. Fucking let's give it a go. No, it's one massive file. So it wasn't too terrible because like we all interacted without talking over each other. We had a few parts where we would. But the only thing that really irked my soul is I think – David had like a music or something going on in the background and I like I couldn't cut it out because we were talking oh. while it was going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That but was I, his daughter probably watching uh yeah. watching her tablet. But 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 bye. But but that's staying in. <laughs> He's still doing it. Well, I can't hear it anymore. Did something happen when he was outside? Did he get hit in the head? No, as I started to it? say something, I stopped. <laughs> it came out as but. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all he keeps saying over and over again. Anyway, who scored? 49ers. Oh, okay. I had to. He does it when LSU. I got to, you know. Yeah. It, it's the thing. Yeah, support. Okay. It's support. So yeah. it, like, it wasn't too terrible. Just the background sounds and uh, that one time you got up and you didn't mute yourself. Oh. <laughs> you didn't hear all the background noise. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was a hilarious episode. Like I listened to it twice. They had so much fun. Like yeah. that was the talk the rest of the night. Okay. Next time we get on, we can do <laughs> this or this. And I was like, okay, first of all, this is our podcast. Yes. Second of all. We've already own. claimed and made it national news that y'all aren't having a podcast till 2024. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Drunken but shenanigans they, or whatever the fuck it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, they had a lot of fun. A okay. lot of fun. Even David had some fun and that was, David's more the reserved, quiet one. Never would have guessed. Mm. Him with his upside down camera. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, that was a that was a very fun episode. So good times. What are you drinking today? The huge. The huge. Yeah, me too. In my coffee cup. <gasps> what? You got a Germany coffee cup. I like it. It's very tasty. Sweet. It's epic. No, I don't know why they didn't put because all of them are made this way. Like, mm-hmm. how many insane people hold their coffee mug with their left hand? Really? I'm left-handed. I'm going to have to ask my mom. Like, when you drink, you use your left hand? Mm-hmm. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to pay attention to I'm work. I'm left-handed. <laughs> I do everything with my left hand. You could cut off my right hand, and I would be perfectly fine. Well, let's keep your right hand. You need that to type. It's hard to type with just one hand. Uh, I'm sure I could figure it out. I could. I bet I could figure it out. Well, no, because the numbers is on the right side. So yeah. See. Yeah. Um. Let's just let's just real quick. Oh my fucking god! Season two of The Witcher. What? Like it was amazing, <gasps> mind-blowingly awesome. Like uh, it was so good. You had me so fucking terrified when you were like, "I'm sad," and I was like, "Why the fuck is she sad? Because there's something sad coming." There is so something the sad. The whole time that I'm watching this, I'm like <laughs> dreading <laughs> something horrible happening. It is. And it then, is horrible. I mean, there's some shitty shit that happens, but not like what I was thinking. Like, oh my god, Gerald's gonna die, or oh no, like, somebody. Like, a main star is going to die. Even if the bard were to die, like, I'd be heartbroken. Well, oh, God, me too. Did die. Can we say it? No, that's a spoiler. spoiler. No. Well, what if we say spoiler first? No. We it's can talk about this. It is, yes, it is a main character. But no, you can well, wait. We can talk know. offline. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you had me absolutely, like, I was just watching. Just yeah, waiting. just the tears were ready. Like and we are then, the epitome of binge watch. I'm so sad though because yeah. now the season's over. <laughs> I only a, watched it in one I day. Am going, but you always catch more the second time, so now I get to watch it again. Yeah, but did you go back to season one and watch it, and then watch? Yeah, really? That's yeah. Last week we were watching season one, oh, and okay. we actually finished season one. The day season two came out, and we watched like the first two episodes. All right. So, oh yeah, we we we. we, we I don't know. I didn't go back through the season one because I was pretty annoyed about that. Like at the first couple of episodes, mm. like the starting of the storyline and just the fact that Gerald just the bouncing mm, back mm, and forth all but all the time. Like, oh God, say fucking words, bro! And this whole next season, like he actually talks. Oh, yeah, he talks. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I loved it. It was great. And I was not expecting what happened at the end. Girl. We had bets throughout the whole thing who was yeah. the, the light god. Never in a million years was I expecting that twist. Right? Never. And wow. that's what they left it on. Like, that was I the know. end of the season. Like- the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, you know, they're now we gotta wait a whole another fucking year. I don't know if I can a wait year? a year. Surely they'll give us like two episodes in June. I don't think so. Come on, come on. I don't think so. I mean, you know they're already working on season three. They're yeah. already pray halfway through. Yeah. So if they just release an episode a week, that'd be cool. You you mean like what they used to do back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go back to that? Because I know that they've got season three, episode one ready. Probably. I know. Mm-hmm. That is cut and ready for print. Yeah. Well, whatever. Digital shit. Get it to the people. The people are asking for it. <laughs> the people want it after binge watching the whole first <laughs> season, second season two in a day. <laughs> well, they knew that was going to happen when they only made it eight episodes. I know, right? Who Not only that. that like- but the season finale was like, still the same amount of time. 
Yeah. We didn't even get bonus footage. Yeah, look at that. Oh. Oh. Anyway, we'll give you guys a couple weeks to catch up, and then it's spoiler, you know, alert time. Episode. But we'll wait. We're going to do a spoiler episode. Because not everybody binge watches the whole season (laughs) in one day. (laughs) It was so good. Okay, anyway, that's how my week was. Witcher. <laughs> uh, it was an emotional roller coaster because I have Sarah messaging me. Okay, what episode are you on? I tell her. She's like, oh. And I'm like, oh, stop. stop. <laughs> We're halfway through. Hold on. No spoilers. Yeah. But I'm so and sad. Like, I'm sad. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and the whole time, <laughs> I got just tears ready. Like, oh. anyways. Yeah, anyway. Okay. All right. <sighs> So, that was good. You excited Nothing for else Christmas? seems relevant now. episode 35 of coffee chaos shatter we've been slightly yeah we've been slightly off our numbers but it's definitely 35 because the shenanigans with friends was definitely episode 34 we've just been numbering them one episode ahead and i don't know how we got off count but you know (laughs) okay whatever so i'm gonna have to go look at our website then because i'm sure that i misnumbered that shit too Oh, no. I can't count. Once you get past 10, it's hard. It is. You the run out of fingers. <laughs> you start confusing toes and fingers. Simple math is count no that longer. one? I don't know. <laughs> Gotta go back. Gotta start over. So, episode 35. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 35 episodes. Doing very good. Look at us go. I know. We're over 700 downloads. That's pretty good. People are listening. And we're going to go, this episode, we're going back to like our secret topic story. Yes. Finally. We haven't done that for a while. (laughs) Like a month. Other than last episode, which was a secret for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But that was, that one turned out good. Yeah. That one turned out really good. Gotta find my, there we are. (laughs) So, since I uh, hosted... Basically, the Christmas Friends shenanigans last episode. You can go first. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's you. All you. I girl. thought I was going to have some time. Nope. Gotta... No. All right. On the so, spot. On the spot. Here we go. Let's see if I can deliver. Sorry, the Cowboys are winning, losing. Something happened to the Cowboys. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so my secret topic is a very famous. Everybody has heard this name, murder mystery, because it's still not solved to this day. Oh, no. Do you want to try to guess? I could give you a hint. No. It was a child in a pageant. John Benet Ramsey. Ramsey. Nope. John, John Benet was the little girl. She died. 
it was like this huge thing. It went nationwide and it is still unsolved. There's a lot of rumors going around. It could have been the parents. It could have been the brother. She was in this beauty pageant. So the parents got a lot of shit for putting their kid in the beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. What? You know, I am not your typical white girl Netflix and podcast murder this crimes. This is not a no. Netflix. No. This was like every... Okay, hold on. How many years I'm ago gonna was this? I'm going to show you a picture of her. You're going to recognize this little girl. She's so adorable. Hold on, I got to pull it up. This little girl right here. John Binet. No. No. I think I'm the only one that doesn't know this. How long ago was this? So she died in the 90s. But there have been documentaries. She's like a little doll. She does look like a little doll. So pretty. Yep. She was in beauty pet. Nothing? I see that. Nothing? Nope. No, not for not for this girl. Wow, Sarah. I know. That's why I stick to ghost stories, not murder mysteries. It's John Benet Ramsey. Okay. Tell me all about okay. it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you better. I can't believe you don't know this one. No. All right. So John Bonet was actually born in, on August 6, 1990. Her death date, if you will, is December 25th or the 26th of 96. So she was only six years old. She was killed in Boulder, Colorado. There was a, a long handwritten ransom note that was like a page and a half that her mom found. And essentially, we're going to actually go through some stuff. I'm just kind of giving you. Yeah. Wave, wave tops. You know, the, Highlights. The, the, the hot tops. Hot yep. tops. Topics. The parents called her, called the police and reported her missing. Okay. They did find the body. The, the father found the body in the basement. With the cops there, the autopsy reports showed that John Bonet had a broken skull. She had a blow to the head, obviously, which broke her skull. Yep. And she had been strangulated. And the cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation with a head trauma. Uh, so, obviously, they ruled it a homicide. And this case went freaking nationwide overnight. Like, yeah. everybody had their own opinion. Everybody was on top of this. The Boulder police suspected that the ransom note had been written by her mother because of how long the note was. And they felt like their parent, her parents did it to cover up the, the murder. Yeah. In 1998, though, the police and the DA both said that John Bonet's brother who was nine at the time of her death, was not a suspect. A lot of people felt like he may have gotten mad at her, pushed her down the stairs, strangled her, something like that. He was ruled out as a suspect. Then the parents were ruled out as a suspect, but they were acting really strange through all of this. They would give several televised interviews, but resisted talking to the police. So it was really, really weird. Um, In October of 2013, unsealed court documents revealed that a 1999 grand jury had recommended filing charges against the Ramseys for permitting the child to be in a threatening situation. 
which I think is very strange. But John and Patsy were also accused of hindering the prosecution of an unidentified person who had committed the crime of the murder in first degree and child abuse, resulting in her death. However, the DA determined that there was insufficient evidence to pursue the indictment. So they kind of had that going for them. There was a lot of fishy things I remember. I remember seeing like really, really crazy. So we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit. Now we're going to kind of go through who was John Bonet, who were her parents. So obviously, John Bonet was born August 6, 1990, in Atlanta, Georgia. She was the younger, younger of two children of Patricia Ramsey. Ramsey, or also known as Patsy. Patsy passed away in 2006 of ovarian cancer. And then John Ramsey, who was born in 1943. She had an older brother named Burke. Uh, John Bonet's first name came from her father's first and middle names, and her mother's name was used as as the middle name. So John Bonet Ramsey was named after her father and her mother quite literally. How strange. Like, why would you name your daughter? Why didn't you name your son that? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So her father's name is John Bennett Ramsey. Yeah. So John Bennett Patricia Ramsey is John Bennett's full name. Yep. Because Patricia is after her mother. Wow. You learn something new every day. (laughs) So. What I didn't know was John Bonet actually had an older sister who died in a car crash nearly five years earlier at age 22. So when John Bonet was one, she had a 22 year old sister. That's quite an age gap, huh? A little bit, yeah. That's interesting. So John Ramsey was a businessman who was president of Access Graphics, a computer software company that later became a subsidiary of. Lockheed Martin. Oh. His first marriage ended in a divorce in 1978. John's two surviving adult children, son and daughter, lived elsewhere, and that is all that they gave. Okay. In 1991, John moved with his second wife and family to Boulder, where Access Graphics headquarters was located. Patsy Ramsey entered John Bonet in various child beauty pageants in boulder where she won the titles of this child won everything she was in there's a whole list uh just to name a few the americans royal miss miss little miss colorado colorado state all-star kids cover girl national tiny miss beauty blah 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 i mean they're everywhere yeah she had them all she's beautiful and when all this went public uh, Patsy got a lot of hate mail, if you will, from parents saying that you're sexualizing your daughter. This is why she was kidnapped. Yeah. A lot of people putting their fucking noses where it doesn't belong. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Uh, so the ransom note is where we're going to start Because according to statements that Patsy gave to the authorities on December 26, 1996, she realized that her daughter was missing after she found a two and a half page handwritten ransom note. I do have the two and a half page ransom note, and I am going to put that on the website. It's very interesting to read. It doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) It's very strange. 
So the note demanded $118,000 for John Bonet's release, which to me, I mean, you clearly understand that these are rich people. Yeah. Why are you only asking for $118,000? I don't know, because, like, a lot of times people that hold ransoms are only asking for the money that they feel they need to pay off whatever yeah. drug lords or oh, mafia sure. bosses or so. If it was yeah. a real note, then maybe that is all that person needed at the time to get by. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Okay. John pointed out to the police on the, the scene that the amount was nearly identical to his Christmas bonus. Never mind. That if I would have just kept I just reading. Kept reading. <laughs> but I mean, I really liked your answer. I was going for it. Yeah, okay. the hey, you know. So, that would suggest that someone who would have access to that information would be involved in the crime. Because yeah. otherwise, how would they know that's what he got for a Christmas bonus? Investigators looked at several theories behind the dollar amount determined. Considering employees at Access Graphic who may have known the amount of John's prior bonus, they also considered the possibility that the ransom demand was a reference to Psalm 118, which states, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Not really sure how that would fall into it, but that was... That's a theory. Uh, avenue that they looked at. Yeah. The ransom note was unusually long. The FBI told the police that it was very unusual for such a note to be written at a crime scene. Police believed that the note was staged because it did not have any fingerprints except for Patsy's and the authorities who handled it. Mm-hmm. Because it was included as an unusual use of explanation, explanation marks and italicism, like, yeah, adala- yeah, yeah, yeah. the note and practice draft were written with a pen and a notepad from Ramsey's home. Um. According to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation report, there were clues that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. However, the evidence fell short of a definite conclusion. Michael Baden, a board-certified forensic pathologist who had consulted with both sides of the case, he said he'd never seen a note like it in his 60 years' experience and that he did not think that it was written by an outside stranger. Mm-hmm. So there's one that's like, eh, you know, a stranger's not going to come in and write a two-page Two and a half note. page, yeah. <laughs> but a federal court ruled it highly unlikely that Patsy is the one that wrote the note, citing six certified handwriting experts that the court did not name. So, like, what did they do? Uh, Take other things that she had written and compared, or I guess so. write a but two-page novel? Did we not learn anything with the Zodiac Killer? I mean, come on. Hey, we made can, our own code in high school as well, so... I'm just saying. I am just like, saying as well. People can fake their handwriting. Like, they can make it... Whatever they not... want, yeah. <sighs> Anyways. The only people known to be in the house on the night of John Bonet's death were her immediate family. Patsy, John, and their son, Burke. The ransom note contained specific instructions against contacting police and friends. But Patsy 
phoned the police at 5.52 in the morning. She also called family and friends. She was getting everybody involved. Yeah, no yep. said, don't call this person. She picked up the phone. She did it them. anyway, yep. She did it anyways. Two police officers responded to the 911 call and arrived at Ramsey's home within three minutes. So that's pretty good response time. They conducted a perimeter search of the house, but did not find a sign of forced entry. Officer Rick French went to the basement, came to the door, and saw that it was secured by a wooden latch. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but walked away without opening it. French later explained that he was looking for an exit route used by the kidnapper, which the door was closed inside the like the yeah, inside which inside. pulled that yeah. door out. Yeah. John Bidet's body was later found behind that door. With John Bidet still missing at this particular point in time, John made arrangements to pay the ransom. A forensic team was dispatched to the house. The team initially believed that the child had been kidnapped and John Bidet's bedroom was the only room in the house that was cored off to prevent contamination of evidence. No precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. Meanwhile, friends, victim advocates, Ramsey's family minister arrived to the home to show support. Visitors picked up and cleaned surfaces in the kitchen, possibly destroying all evidence. Boulder detective Linda, I'm not even going to try to say her last name, arrived at 8 a.m., in anticipation of receiving further instructions by the kidnappers, but there was never an attempt by anyone to claim the money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eight hours later at 1 p.m., the detective asked John Ram- Ramsey and Fleet White, a family friend, to search the house to see if anything seemed amiss. You know, it's eight hours later. We've already cleaned all this area. Let's let's just go around the rest of the house. Let's just check it out. (laughs) They started their search in the basement. John opened the latch door, which Officer French had overlooked, and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. John Bidet's mouth was covered with duct tape. A nylon cord was found around her waist, her wrists, and neck, and her torso was also covered with a white blanket. John picked up the child's body and took it upstairs where John Bonet was moved. The crime scene was further contaminated and critical forensic evidence was disturbed disturbed before the returning forensic team could get there. Each of the Ramseys provided handwriting blood hair samples to the police. John and, and Patsy participated in a preliminary preliminary preliminary. Oh, I said it right. Woo-hoo! You did. <laughs> Interview. <laughs> For more than two hours, and Burke was also interviewed within the first couple of weeks following JonBenet's death. Like, was he distraught? Did he act like, was he just in shock? Like, how was his reaction other than he just carried her body upstairs? Like, was he in distress? Was he now being weird? He doesn't say on this one. Now, I'm going off of the Wikipedia version of this. However, I have seen several documentaries. Uh, yeah. And there's conflicting information. So in a few of the documentaries that I have watched, he was, uh, he was clearly acting. Yeah. 
you know, it, it wasn't genuine, some people said. And then some people have said, like, it could have just been shock. Uh, he probably just saw his daughter and just, you know, I mean, God, I hope we don't ever have to, like, see our kid, you know, laying on a basement floor, deceased. Yeah. But the, your first reaction as a parent is grab them. You yeah. need them close. So a lot of people are saying he probably just something snapped, you know, and so it's really conflicting. I mean, he had the money, he got the money ready. It was never, uh, well, I mean, should we really do it? It was never a question. He read the ransom was like, I'm getting the money. They said that the mom, the 911 call, some people have slowed this down and you can hear the son in the background saying something to his mother about John Bonet. And she says something back to him that sound you can hear whatever you want to hear. You know, if yeah. somebody puts a word in there, you're gonna hear it. But it does sound a little suspicious. Yeah. But he sounded genuinely terrified at the 911 call. But it wasn't that she was missing. I want to say it had something to do with he knew she was dead. So it it's very weird, very strange how yeah. all of this is coming together. But, I mean, all of them have been pretty much proven innocent somehow. Well, here, through the, a blood sample. So in yeah. December, December of 2003, forensic investigators extracted through material from a mixed blood sample found on John Bonet's underwear to establish a DNA profile. The DNA belonged to an unknown male person. So this is what has proven the entire family's innocence yeah. was they weren't a match to this DNA. Now they may know who have done it and they are protecting him or her, well him for whatever reason that has not come to light, but it's a possibility. Anyways, the DNA excluded the Ramseys. Uh, the DNA was submitted to the FBI's Combined DNA Index System, also known as CODIS, a database containing more than 1.6 million DNA profiles, but the sample did not ma- match any of the profiles in the database. In October 2016, a report said that a new forensic analysis with sensitive techniques revealed that the original DNA contained genetic markers for two individuals other than John Bonet. Okay. So this is just getting weirder and weirder. Uh, there was a false confession. Alex Val Reach, a 41-year-old elementary school teacher, was arrested in Bank- Bangkok, Thailand on August 15, 2006, when she falsely confessed to murdering John Bonet. She had previously been known as John Mark Carr prior to coming out as a transgender woman. She claimed that she had drugged, sexually assaulted, and accidentally killed John Bonet. According to CNN, authorities also said they did not find any evidence linking this person to the scene of the crime. In her confession, uh, she had provided only basic facts that were publicly publicly known and failed to provide any convincing details you know the cops aren't gonna let everything out so she didn't she didn't do that i did think that this was pretty interesting though cbs did a 
I guess, a documentary or a story. And in that, they kind of led it to watchers to believe that Burke Ramsey, the brother, was the one who committed the murder. And he actually sued them for defamation of character and won somewhere between 250 to $500 million. <laughs> Quite a bit. For defamation. I was like, wow. But, like, you have to think about it. Like, how is a nine-year-old going to be able to do all of that? Yeah. Like, I guess you couldn't put it past kids nowadays, but even then, like, that was the fucking 90s. Yeah. Well, the only thing I could, when, before all this extra information came out, you know, they they do have DNA now, which is great. Like, I hope that they can finally put this, close this case. What I was thinking is it was an accident. If the brother was guilty of killing her, I don't think it was an intentional thing. I think it was an accident, and the parents made it look like a murder to get him off the hook. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're losing two kids. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that I I was trying to kind of... That's what I thought had happened, and then more information came out, and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's not what happened. But nobody knows what happened to her. Yeah. Aside from the fact she was strangled. Yeah. And Took a bludgeoning to the head, yeah. Which, I mean, if she fell down some stairs for a six-year-old, that's not hard yeah, to get like, a brain injury. Think like that would cause other bodily injuries? Well, I think you would have bruises, like, on your arms and stuff, yeah, so. but they don't talk about that. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. So, it's still a mystery. It's a Christmas mystery. It is. It's very sad, very tragic. So, the only other theory that they're thinking is somebody, which is the one that's still kind of sticking around, is uh, an intruder broke into the house and... They had intended on kidnapping her, but something happened and she died. And it could have been that, you know, you strangled her. Like, however you were tying her up, maybe they tied her up too tight. And she strangled and, I don't know, hit her head somewhere. Maybe it was just an angry Karen because her daughter didn't win the pageant. You know, that was a theory, too. Because you know those pageant moms, man. I know, they're psychotic as fuck. They're cray-cray. Yeah. Your daughter didn't smile wide enough. Like, you ain't got to go all Susie Q on her, okay? It's okay. Yeah. She's six. <laughs> like, she can put makeup on better than I can, okay? Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Probably do her hair. I mean, it's insane. But anyways, that's my story. John Benet Ramsey. I was trying to rack my brain the whole time. I honestly don't remember it. Probably because we didn't watch a lot of TV growing up. I don't know. Mom probably remembers it, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. It's sad. It's tragic. I would have probably blocked it out too but i just watched too many documentaries so it just keeps getting brought back up yeah i think i think that's why you remember it <laughs> yeah kind of have an addiction so yeah yeah no you're good this is probably why i can't sleep at night but yeah, yeah. hey yeah. Yeah. Well, what you got i too have a Christmassy haunting <gasps> a haunting yeah it's a haunting so Anne bullen is it it's where Anne Boleyn is a person. Oh. oh. The second wife of Henry VIII. So this is old. Oh. An old story. 
Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ball ears. So first I'm going to give a little bit of, of background on the castle she grew up in, which was like her family home. And then her um, courting with the king. And then oh, okay. uh, her tragic death. <gasps> because King Henry VIII was a fucking whore. All right. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. All right. So, spanning more than 700 years, the Hiva Castle is rich and buried. It's been through a lot of different hands uh, through time, but the Bolins are ones that uh, actually dwelled within it as a house and not a fortress. So, the Bolins were actually uh, a well-to-do family, and um, Anne Bolin's father, Thomas, bought the property, added a two-door dwelling, which is kind of like that cool little cottagey look that you see sometimes. Like the nice wooden pillars and all the cross crossings. And oh, stuff. okay. Like yeah. a, you know, English cabin type style. Yeah, okay. So he added that within within the walls, so it made it look more homey for them, I'm guessing. And then from that point forward, it was the home of Anne and her two siblings, Mary and George. Because they were so branched in their fucking names back then. Mm-hmm. Yes. How All many right. Georges did they have in the family? Fucking Jesus. I don't know. Just just the three kids for <laughs> Thomas and his wife. But there gotcha. were lots of Georges okay. and Henrys. So, again, she was the second wife of King Henry VIII. And she was only queen for a thousand days. Damn. Yeah. Is that a record? I'm thinking so because in every article I read that is that was like they had to mention that. Yes. She was only queen for a thousand days. days. Yeah. Okay. So due to Anne, she wasn't interested in the king. Like when he first started trying to court her, she was actually in love with some other Henry uh, who they were caught because they tried to betroth, like they tried to do it all in secret and they got caught by a pope. And so Anne ended up going back home to live with her family and the man she was trying to get wed to was sent back to France, I I believe. So that quickly ended and that's when King Henry VIII then pursued her even more heavy. Uh, He wrote her letters quite often and during the time of her burial, they were trying to find these letters. All of the love letters had disappeared and they ended up finding them like a few hundred years later in the Vatican. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the reason this is important is because Henry was married at the time that he became obsessed with Anne. And in order oh. to, in order to marry Anne, he had to renounce his Catholicism. He couldn't be Catholic anymore. And that's when he created the church of England. Ah, yes. So she is very yeah, important. Catholics, in, yes, you can't get divorced. No. So, um, oh, the plot thickens. <laughs> uh, I'll come back to that, but um, the Hiva Castle is still a place you can go and visit today. One of the uh, was a millionaire, Astor Wing. He actually created like a really nice garden outside and a lake. But during its tenure like as the castle was as it was it was actually very heavily wooded there weren't any gardens there weren't any like lavish ponds or anything so if the you know people of the past saw it nowadays they wouldn't recognize their own castle kind of thing 
Um, oh, and okay. then, yeah, and then today it's been sold off and it belongs to, I don't, I've lost my note. Hold on. <laughs> nope, I didn't put it down. But it belongs to like a a company that does tours and stuff. And it talks okay. about the history of the castle and the history of Anne. Kiva Castle was actually built in 1270 or around 1270. Um, it does have a moat. And the only way in was a gated, like, drawbridge. Uh, by 1460. Oh God, that's so cool. Yeah, it's still there today. Like, if you look at the pictures, they still have the moat and everything. Oh. Um, in the piranhas in it. No piranhas. No, alle no alligators either. It's in England, so. Um, we tried. We did try. All right. In 1460, that's when, oh, the castle came um, into the possession of a London merchant named Henry Bullen, and then he sold it off to Thomas. Uh, Thomas actually changed his name to Bullen when he married Elizabeth Howard, who was the daughter of the Duke of Norfolk. Um, so Anne spent the majority of her childhood at Heva Castle, and at some point in her like teen years, she spent a little portion in France to do studying and became one of the maidens in a court, like one of the famous queen's courts. Um, in 1525, Henry VIII actually had begun an affair with Anne's sister Mary. Yes. Uh -uh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Mary and her husband, William, had a son the following year whom they named Henry. And that started gossip among the community that the boy was actually the son of King Henry VIII. It was never proved, of course, but, you know, rumors started and that was the talk of the town. Of course. From there, when Anne came back after her little thing, Fling got, you know... Quickly ended. Denied. <laughs> quickly ended. <laughs> the fuck? Henry then told Mary he was no longer interested in Brigham pursuing her sister. Anne wanted to be queen, so she told Henry that she would not sleep with him until he promised her marriage. And that's when he began his journey in ending his Catholic ties and beginning a new Church of England. Wow. Okay. Um, he in his time of writing her letters, he wrote 17 in total and pledging himself in heart, body, and will to be her most loyal and enduring servant. Once he promised her marriage and he was officially divorced from Catherine, who was his first wife, that is when Anne gave herself to the king. And just a couple weeks later, she was married in secret. And part of it was because she was already pregnant. <sighs> With his baby? With his baby. Or with... No, with his baby. guy that had to go to France. No, oh. imagine having your first, you know, okay, fine, if you make me queen, I'll sleep with you. First night, they get pregnant. Like, what the fuck? Mm. And what yeah. the hell? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. All right, so... That's God sending a message. Uh, <laughs> in June of that year, after they were secretly married, um, her ambitions were realized, and the Archbishop... Cranmer placed a crown on her head and declared her Henry's queen. Of course, it was very unpopular with the town and the countryside, as most believe that Anne was a witch that seduced the king and whose unforgivable actions resulted in the dreadful rift between the church and state. What? Yeah, so not only did the people not already like her, but of course, the church had to put their spin on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that September, Anne gave birth to a daughter, Henry who had hoped for a son, 
was disappointed and not not happy. He really wanted a son. He should have just stayed with Mary. Just saying she had a son. Just that's your bastard child. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so they named the girl Elizabeth, who, of course, ended up becoming Elizabeth I. But that story is not about her. Um, following... <laughs> Following that birth, though. Sit down, Elizabeth. This ain't about you. This ain't about you this time. It's about your mama. After her first childbirth, Anne was no longer able to give birth. All of her following pregnancies ended in miscarriages or stillbirths. They actually think it has something to do with the blood and the DNA mixture of his and, or like hers and Henry's DNAs that caused something to go wrong with her hormones and her blood that made it to where she could no longer give children. It's a theory, but of course not proven. Uh, but I read that and I was like, that's pretty crazy. Um, So in the king's disappointment, he found solace in the arms of one of Anne's maids, Jane Seymour. From then, Henry then began paying attention to Jane more than Anne. But the... Common folk of the land started spreading rumors about Anne, and that's when the king took them seriously. Uh-oh. So there were rumors that Anne was going around having affairs with four other men, including her brother. Oh. And the king arrested her and charged her with treasonous adultery and incest with her brother. Wow. Yep. Anne was sent to the Tower of London and declared guilty and sentenced to death. So on May. 17th, 1536, these four other men that were associated with Anne were beheaded. And two days later, she was also beheaded at the Tower of London. Due to the king no longer being interested, basically, and said, Yeah. Off with her head. That was a fucking roller coaster. Right? I think I have whiplash. So the irony behind it all, though, is the day of her death, beheading he got married to jane oh that shit was planned right that motherfucker had it planned like Mm -hmm. let me just marry you on the day of my second wife's beheading how romantic like what the fuck i did this for you here is her head yes here is her head like what um so sadly enough though and kind of in a karma type sense jane died nine days after childbirth wow right he should have just stayed with Mary. No, he Mary, who had a son that probably was his, or Anne, mm-hmm. in her thousand days of reigning. Anyways, so it is said that due to the drama and the terror and the the passion and all of that good jazz, Anne Boleyn is said to haunt Hever Castle as well as the Tower of London. That is where she's most like frequently seen. And she's also Do you blame her? No. She's also seen quite often at Blicking Hall. So um Nailed it. Yeah, and no, it's Blicking Hall in Norfolk. But I couldn't find anything that like tied her to that. Other than it oh, was okay. a place of royalty and that's where a lot of royals visited. So it is often said that on the grounds of the Homer she knew most of her happiness. Um that she kind of lingers there. And on Christmas, it is said, local legends say, <laughs> that the ghost of Anne is seen on Christmas Eve walking the grounds across the wooden bridge over the River Eden 
and sometimes she will stop and it looks like she drops a sprig of holly into the water and then she'll vanish. Um, it's also said that she haunts an area under the old oak tree where Henry had courted her. So sometimes they'll see like a, a white like gowned figure under the tree where, you know, she was happiest. Yeah. Um, the well, most she active, got played. Right? Fucking kings. They're all worthless. Uh, the most active places that Anne allegedly haunts, of course, is the Tower of London and the place of her execution. Uh, they believe it's a lot more residual energy because of the emotional memories tied to a, a violent death. And it was very tragic and traumatizing, especially for Anne, who... Like, first off, let's just have a moment here. The king can sleep around, and that's okay, but God forbid oh, no, she was sleeping with a farmhand. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking hell. This is why God put us in this time frame and not back then, because you and I would have been beheaded a long time ago. Yeah, we would have been hung, burned. I yeah. feel like witchcraft would have been it. we can't keep our mouth shut, and we're very strong, independent women, and that was not allowed. Girl, we no probably luck. were burned at the stake multiple times. Okay. Oh, probably. Yes. <laughs> God's like, all right, hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to send you back as a witch this time. Now let's see what you do with this. And we're like, no, fuck you. And we're hung. Yeah. Hey, Jesus. Yeah. Try that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, we're not doing something right. We're in the wrong time frame. Just, just keep our souls here until you're ready to make women independent again. We'll be good. Yeah, so he's sleeping around, but then gets pissed when a rumor of her sleeping around. Like, there's not even proof. It's a rumor. Yeah. What the F? What the F? Anyways, moving on. The tower, also known as the White Tower, again, where she was held, was already 450 years old when Anne became queen. The wow. tower had been known as a place of imprisonment and death for most of the existence. And it is also said to be the most haunted. So not only do you see Anne's spirit roaming around there, there are other spirits known to be around there. Uh, they also report, you know, locals and tourists and all that good jazz, report that Anne Boleyn's ghost has been in several places around the tower grounds, including the Queen's house, where she allegedly stayed the night before her coronation, and as well as her imprisonment. So she visited this place twice, once for a really happy moment and once for a you're dying because of a rumor moment. The last moment. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck, man? Wow. Um, in 1817, a century patrolling the white power suffered, suffered a fatal heart attack after encountering a ghostly Anne on a staircase. It is said the apparition passed through him and he died, like, instantly to a heart attack. Mm. What the F? Wow. Yeah. Um, in 1864, a sentry standing guard outside of the Queen's house reported seeing a white figure of a woman veiled in mist. She was wearing a Tudor dress and a French hood. I'm guessing, like, a cottage-style dress. Mm -hmm. However, where her face should have been, there was nothing. Mm. He challenged the figure, and when it did not reply, he made a thrust at it with his bayonet. It is said that several, you know, people and other guards witnessed this interaction, and as he stabbed the figure with his bayonet, a fiery flash ran up his rifle, gave him a shock, and the woman was seen passing through him. He was found and court-martialed court for falling asleep during his watch. Due to the multiple eyewitnesses and other guards on watch that had observed this effect, actually testified and he was let go. Oh, So wow. thank God, because he could have been beheaded too. Right? 
Uh, and then by far the most spectacular haunting of Anne in the tower takes place in the Chapel Royal of St. Peter in Vincula, where she's it. buried. The captain of the guard noticed the light burning in the locked chapel late at night. Upon finding a ladder and placing it against one of the windows, he was shocked at the scene taking place in an otherwise empty chapel. He wrote, slowly down the aisle moved a stately procession of knights and ladies attired in ancient costumes, and in the front walked an elegant female whose face was averted from him, but whose figure greatly resembled one he had seen in portraits of Anne Boleyn. After having repeatedly paced the chapel, the entire perception together with the light disappeared and the church was empty once again. Wow. That's pretty cool, though. Like, imagine going back yeah. and just seeing, like, that residual yeah. happening. It was probably during her coronation. That's kind of what I was thinking. So, like, imagine just living, like, leaving behind that amount of energy. I feel like that was happiness. He got a glimpse into her happiness. Yeah, she was being that was a crown queen. Time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's pretty good. At least he wasn't shocked to death and almost beheaded right. because he fell asleep on watch. The only other interesting sightings is the Blicking Hall, like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. It's also sourced as the most likely place that Anne Boleyn was born on midnight on the anniversary of her death, May 19th. She is said to make a dramatic return, dressed in all white, traveling to the house in a carriage pulled by headless horses. She holds her head in her lap. Light footsteps approaching the bedroom can also be heard in the house, although it was rebuilt 100 years after her death. George, who was executed two days prior to Anne, is also seen being drugged by four horses to the, the Blicking Hall, carrying his head. They believe, like, some of the rumors believe that the headless horseman that is, like, guiding the carriage is actually her father. Uh, but imagine, like, your horses are headless, you're headless, your father's head. Like, what the fuck? They liked cutting off heads back then. Like, that <gasps> was their the head! Thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, quite literally. Hence the like... Red Queen, you know? Mm-hmm. And her jabberwocky, jabberwocky. So, yeah, that is the story of... Anne Boleyn. I figured I'd tell it because on Christmas she is seen during one yeah. of her more happy childhood memories. Yeah. Dropping Holly into the moat river thing. So there you have it. Merry Christmas, guys. That was hot. Yours was Ooh. so sad, though. It's I like know. like a sad Christmas story. John Bonet. I'd rather deal with Scrooge than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all so, right. There we go. Back to our usual broadcast. Yeah, but we're gonna jack it up again next week with my Maja. I know, I'm so excited. I wonder what we'll talk about. I'll have to tell her when I get there. So, by the way, you're gonna be on the podcast. Well, I'm sure. I mean, if she's listened to any of the, oh last no, she's behind. To oh, okay, yeah. Merry Christmas. This yeah, is Merry Christmas. Come out. You know, I hope everybody got everything that they hoped for and Krampus didn't come steal your kids and Lollapalooza left you candy and <laughs> no scarecrows came to sack your kids and no crazy witches gutted your children. And yeah, hopefully you, you know, just got cold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cold outside. Just 
in case you didn't know. There you go. It's cold outside. It is Christmas. Yeah, it's six degrees. Oh. Cool. Keep your family's hugs. Yep. High fives. If you're staying home, single, single, enjoy your Hungry Man meals and Netflix uh, yeah. binging. Enjoy the solace. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there right now envying you being by yourselves. Yes, and if you need, like, just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, absolutely, Discord, Discord, email, <laughs> and we'll Coffee entertain you. Chatter. Yeah, absolutely, we yeah. will be there for you. I'll pawn you off you on my to... mom. Hell yeah, she loves everybody. Like... Well, that was good. All right, great story. Excellent. Yeah. Loved it. Never forget you. Never forget you. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time.